0: and and say, eh, it's not me. The Bible says I am blessed. The Bible says He was made poor that I may become rich. The Bible says I am not weak. The Bible says I am the head and not the tail. Hey! Go ahead and reign in life. Go ahead and move mountains. Go ahead and jump. Go ahead and win. Go and make lots of progress in life. Why? It's possible. You are listening to your podcast by Senior Pastor of Life Free Church, Prophet Comesio Shamani. Thank you, Lord. Quickly, let's prepare our Bibles, our notepads, our pens as we get into the Word of God. Wow. Ephesians chapter number 4 and verse 16. Ephesians chapter number 4 and verse 16 I feel my mic is not balanced Thank you Jesus Glory to God Today we are just going to continue looking at a subject that we started last week Which is this the seed of impact Uh, and when we're talking about the seed of impact one of the things that we were trying to really highlight was just to get to show each and every one of us that we are relevant on this earth and not only are we relevant we are a people that God That God wants to use divinely For a specific purpose We did We did touch quite a number of things And If you want to refresh yourself You can just go to the teachings That uh, We had Now Today we're going to go a little bit further in touching the seed of impact as we are going to just extend and even try to understand our role in the work of ministry. Last week we began looking at how it is very vital for us to be involved in the work of ministry. We did make mention that we are all products of the work of ministry. If somebody did not labor, then we would not be where we are in our Christian work. We were introduced to the highest kind of life. That's the God kind of life. Obviously, the Lord Jesus is our ultimate of the ultimate laborer. However, he placed man here on earth that man can express his works and even influence our lives positively today you are seated in church because somebody preached the word to you because somebody told you jesus is the way and you are walking in the realities Of the kingdom because somebody is committed to the work of ministry but you understand something when Jesus first encountered his disciples he told them that I am going to make you fishers of men I'm going to make you disciples he chose his disciples from the beginning but when Jesus was leaving He said now you go and make disciples He says go and make disciples of all nations Wow! Well, it simply means If disciples are to make disciples Then the disciples also should make disciples the, It should be a continuous circle or system you were introduced to the work of ministry or you were introduced in the kingdom through the work of ministry in the same way you should introduce others in the kingdom through the work of ministry now in Ephesians chapter number 6 and verse 4 rather verse 16 the Bible says from who the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies According to the effective working by which every part does its share. By virtue of you and I being part of the body of Christ, we ought to do our share. We ought to do our specific share. So tell your neighbor you have a share. But now, not only do we have the share, the Bible tells us according to the effective working... It simply means, not only do we have a share, we need to take note that our work must be effective. We just don't have to work. You just don't have to usher. You just don't have to sing. You don't just have to preach. You have a share, but your work should be effective. There's already a standard there. Glory to God. And that's why for our work to be effective it is the reason why God in Ephesians chapter number 4 verse 11 to 12 gave us gifts to train us in the work of ministry. Amen and amen. He gave us gifts to train us in the work of ministry so that our work could be effective. Now, at the end of the day you and I need to understand why we, why we are here on earth. We are here on earth for a peculiar purpose. Understand this earth is not your home. Hello? Earth is not your home. Earth is a place of assignment. So, by virtue of you understanding that truth, the fact that you made it on earth, you are on assignment. That's why everyone that does their assignment eventually has to leave when they are done with their assignment. Look at everyone that came. Apostle Paul said, I've done my work. I've completed it. So, okay, if he's done his work, what should he do? He should leave the place of assignment. That's why he's not here. When Jesus said it is finished, why should he remain here on earth? He will say, I will go back to the Father and make a place for you. So that when I come back, you should also be done with your assignment. Then do we remain here? No, everything else will pass away this is a place of assignment and everyone that is here on earth eventually will not be here on earth glory to God and that's why you will notice something in Genesis chapter number 1 and verse 28 when God places man in the garden or not in the garden when he introduces the assignment of man over the earth he first blesses man and when he blesses man the Bible gets to show us that not only does he bless man, he gives man resources. Resources, what are the resources for? The resources are there to help man carry out his assignment. That's why I ask people, I've been asking people for so many years, do you eat to live or you you live to eat? Have you processed that? Do you eat to live or you live to eat? some people are alive to eat but there are people who eat to keep them living so that they carry out their assignment glory to God that's why you see look at the Bible says God blessed them and after he blessed them listen you should understand and this is why I want to show you what the blessing was for God blessed them and said to them, "Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth." It's what the blessing was for it was for the assignment, not for your flexing. Amen and amen. It was for an assignment. Resources are given for an assignment. That's why, if you understand this, if you are on earth, and then you get blessed, what 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 should that tell you? It's for an assignment. If you are on earth, then you have access to resources. What is that for? It's for an assignment. Amen and amen. The reason why the Bible says God gives the bread to the uh, 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 seed to the sower and also bread to the eater is because He He requires the, the sower to be alive. If the sower doesn't have bread, (laughs) he will not sow and he will not be alive. But at the end of the day, all is for a divine assignment. Somebody say, I am on assignment. So by the time you are done with your assignment here on earth, when you die, you are going back The one who sent you. So, where you go matters whose work you are doing while you're on earth, or rather, determines whose work you are doing on earth. It simply means you were sent by somebody. Some people actually don't know this. Give me 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14. (coughs) I want to show you something. 2 Corinthians chapter number 11 and verse 14. The Bible says, and no wonder for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel, an angel of light. All right? it's, 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 the, the context here is talking about Lucifer or rather Satan. <coughs> then the next verse shows us this. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves. Satan has ministers. So before you call yourself a young minister, say, which one? (laughs) He also has ministers. And it says they also transform themselves as ministers of righteousness. Why are they transforming themselves as ministers of righteousness? Because they are on an assignment. And then the Bible says whose end will be according to their works. Yes. So if the owner of the ministry Satan, sends his ministers, if the ministers finish the assignment, where will they go? They have to go where their master is. They will follow. Glory to God. That's why works are very important here on earth. You as a believer will not be judged based on whether uh you're a, you're a kind believer, or whatsoever, or, be, or, or based on the kind of light you had as a believer. No, you will be judged based on your works. The Bible says our works will go through fire. Now, if you have no works, in the doctrine of eternal judgment, we we'll understand that believers will also be rewarded. According to their works. The way you are seeing the Samuel sacrificing, you are sleeping. And then in heaven, you find him with a mansion. And then, obviously, you can't be the garden boy in heaven. But if you find your house is smaller, will you say, What about me? No, you will be given according to your works. That's why you need to understand that your assignment is very important. Jesus gave, give us, gave us wisdom before he left. He said, invest in the kingdom of heaven. Why was he telling us that? Because he was giving us very sharp wisdom. He was saying your investment on earth will not go with you where you are going. It will not follow you. Glory to God. Now remember, as I I (coughs) did make mention that we're on earth for an assignment. One of the things we also need to come to understand is that the Bible shows us that sons are the ones that are effective to carry out every assignment that is here on earth. In short, every genuine servanthood is born from sonship. Amen and amen. Genuine servanthood is born from sonship. The best servants are sons. It is why you will notice that sometimes your maid can be hardworking, but she will sweep under the carpet the debt. Why? She doesn't care. For her, she's all about the money. But if I train Joy, my daughter, how to wash plates, she will wash them well. Because she understands Daddy will eat on this plate. That's right. Yeah. She understands Daddy will eat on them. Amen and amen. So. Servanthood my goodness teacher, teacher, teacher. Let's 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 carry on. So if sons will carry out the work effectively, then it simply means both God and Satan will want to raise sons not just servants, sons. And we saw it last week from Genesis all the way uh, to the New Testament, that sons were raised from each side of the camp, so that they could carry out works. Why? Because a son is one who will be passionate about carrying the work. You will notice even certain names that were given to people in the Bible who were good uh, or, or who would be uh, add impact to the work of ministry. They were identified as sons. Look at Barnabas, whose name means son of encouragement. Look at Abena Andrew, who are called the Bornagers, the sons of thunder. Amen and amen. At the end of the day, you and i need to transition to become sons of god that's why the bible says the world or creation eagerly awaits for what not servants for sons for the revelation of sons the manifestation the expression of sons because those are the only ones who will carry out the ministry effectively Or the work of ministry effectively. Depending on which camp you are siding with. And it's quite interesting that we are in a time like this in the last days. Where the manifestation of sonship is very vital. Vital not just for the kingdom of God. Even the other camp. I want to show you something. In Matthew chapter number 24, starting from verse 37, the Lord Jesus Christ was asked something uh, that had to do with the signs of his coming. So people were asking him, Jesus, what's going to happen? What signs are we going to look out for when you're coming back? Now, I want you to see something. The Bible says, But as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the sons of man." Jesus is saying, There were the days of Noah. Happened. Is what will be happening in the last days. Then you will know that I'm coming. Now, next verse. Because we need to understand what is happening in the days of Noah. The Bible says, For as in the days before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. No, we need we need to understand what Jesus is saying right now. We need to understand what Jesus is. What he really means when he's talking about eating, drinking, marriage. Because by the time we see Dequan Sam getting married, we'll say the end is near. So we need to understand so that we may have an accurate epignosis of the coming of the Son of God, who is Jesus. Amen and amen. Yeah, there are certain events when they take place, you'll be like, surely... After, after the Lord Jesus, after the things that happened when Jesus died, the darkness. The soldier said, "Surely this is the Son of God." And then, when you also see certain people walk in certain dimensions, you'll be like, "Ah, to to Afika Lord Jesus, you are here. You are here. You are here." (laughs) Now. So Jesus says this, it will, be in the, it will be like the days of Noah. And the days of Noah will have eating, drinking, marriage, in marriage, what? Whatsoever. So let's go to Genesis chapter number 6. Starting from verse 1. Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth. And daughters were born to them. Uh huh. Next verse. That, so when men multiplied on the face of the earth, the Bible says the sons of God saw the daughters of men. Now, for the sake of your understanding, I may not go too deep in exegetically explaining this, but, sorry. I may not go too deep in explaining, all right, or doctrinally, but in this context, the sons of God are angels. If you want a full teaching on that, you should come and sit down, I'll show you through the scriptures. So, as you are reading this, it says, the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves whom they chose in short the bible is saying angelic beings or supernatural beings saw the daughters of men and they saw that the daughters of men were beautiful and what did they do they took wives for themselves that's why jesus is saying when a certain kind of marriage starts happening in the last days then you know i'm coming in short he's saying there'll be a will be strange marriages Amen and amen. So this was a strange marriage. What was the strange eating? People used to eat one another. That was strange. So even when you see strange appetites in the last days, a finger tastes nice now, you will know. Now, I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. There is a reason why Jesus was saying these guys are giving themselves into marriage. Because marriage is only the starting point. Hello? Because after marriage, something comes next. Okay. (laughs) Marriage is the platform to develop and initiate sons. So, the daughters of, the sons of God, who are the angels, God wives for themselves of all they chose. Verse 3. Okay, go to verse 4. Go to verse 4. I want you to see when they got wives, because it doesn't end there. Then listen to this. It says there were giants on the earth in those days. But you see, he's now saying also afterwards. Okay. Then he says, When the sons of God came into the daughters of men and they bore children to them, those were mighty men who were of odd men of renown. The word giants there is Nephilim, coming from the word Nepal, which means a fallen one. So when the sons of God, the angels, slept with natural people, that is daughters, they produced a breed known as the Nephilim, who are called giants. Listen. Have you ever heard of a liger? Perhaps you may have heard of it. What other what other could be there? A what? A mule. Any of you know what a mule is, right? That's when you bring what a donkey and what and a horse. All right. So when a donkey and a horse come together they they produce a mule. Now this was not the order of how things were supposed to be done. But man or the enemy produced or introduced a system in how to corrupt generations. It's with animals. It's with what? And at the end of the day we see Giants, men Who are described as mighty men Nephilim Being produced And when they are produced These giants Begin to function Here on earth Amen and amen Now the problem With the giants Is that they were They were breeded From a fallen state So it simply means the giants are the sons of Satan. For this Nephilim. It simply means Satan has developed his seed. Why should his seed be developed? So that his work of ministry expands. Now if giants have been produced, then God needs to raise sons. Because if sons are not raised, giants will reign. So God, Jesus Christ was telling us that in the last days, it will be as the days of Noah. Where you are seeing marriages. No, 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 no. What he was trying to say is that in the last days will be the raising of sons on both camps. So it simply means you will see sons of God manifest in those days While we are seeing sons of God manifest in those days You will see sons of the enemy That's why if you want to understand doctrinal truths about the last days You will see two sides You will see what is known as revival But you will also see the great apostasy Which is the great falling away you will see Christians few stadiums meanwhile you will also see satanic people do the same (laughs) why? because everyone wants to raise sons but remember from our opening scripture the Bible actually told us that there has to be an effective working the work of God to advance but the question is which sons are going to be more effective that's why as sons of God we have to put aside mediocre working just working anyhow when these guys listen I don't want you necessarily I don't necessarily want you to get I don't necessarily want to you to have inspiration from this but this is just a challenge how come witches don't complain to, to go and attack people in a cold month like this July at midnight. Yet you you don't want to pray at midnight on Friday. They will not complain. In fact, they are ready. You don't even have to put an alarm. I'm telling you, it gives them satisfaction. Then the sons of God cover themselves with b- <laughs> eh? and they say father as I sleep give me good dreams some of you are not dreaming because you are supposed to be awake to pray <laughs> eh? you are always in. he gives sleep to those he loves <laughs> are you telling me Jesus Christ did not love Peter and John when he told them, wake up, pray, watch and pray. He loved them. I'm receiving the love of God. Anyone disturbs you, I can't just receive the love of God. Sure, So it's a problem. When you're only attending midnight, when you're leading prayers, And it's also a problem when you only don't have bundle when it's praying time. It's, it's a cunningness. You think you don't have. It's ministry you are doing there. Oh. I talk to you. Now, listen: sons or giants. The nephilim were meant to occupy. I want you to catch that. That's number one. The nephilim were meant to occupy, and you will notice even Jesus when he was when he uh, he was given a parable, he was saying, "Occupy till I come. Be busy till I come." Amen and amen. Now, if nephilim are meant to occupy, you need to understand that when they occupy it's for a specific reason it is also to in, in Genesis you need to understand that the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman are in conflict so it simply means when the when the giant occupy it's against you listen God said I will take my people to a land which is full of milk and honey And surely their land had milk and honey. But before they entered, they found giants there. They occupied. Amen and amen. Why that milk and honey are resources for you to carry out your assignment? There are certain sons that are sitting in your workplaces. Yes, they were raised so that you don't get a breakthrough because they know if you get a breakthrough you will sponsor the kingdom. So what are they, what have they been done? They've been raised. okay? They've been raised to sit in those influential positions and when they are raised they will get money and how they splash money will be touched. I wanted one day I walked. I was going to a certain place. I wanted to cry. I said, "Why am I seeing more cars parked at the bar than at the church?" I was touched. Whereby someone who is supposed to come in their car, in their Range Rover, when they are supposed—no, to... the sons of God should take their rightful place. They should. They should. It's the sons of of, of the enemy that we see occupy certain places. And when they are occupying certain places, they begin to become taskmasters. They begin to fight the sons of God. That's why you will notice Israel is supposed to go to the promised land And they find These Nephilim guys The kinds of giants that they found In the promised land are giants known as The, uh, the Anakim Or the Anakites. These guys were serious giants They had long necks them When Joshua, Caleb and the other spies Went to check what was happening And they spied They were shocked that is where the scripture which came we looked like grasshoppers came from. Because they went there and saw the giants and said we look like grasshoppers in front of the giants. Then someone took it as their prayer point. Lord I'm but a grasshopper of the fall. You were in a thorax. What is thorax, thorax? Uh, head, thorax. Abdomen. <laughs> Three-part beam. Your spirit, soul, and body, not head, thorax, and abdomen. <laughs> Glory to God. Alright, quickly. <laughs> now, <clears throat> these guys were meant to occupy places. And we see they began to fight Other sons of God and that's why in one moment Philistine uh, the Philistines raised one serious giant by the name of Goliath Goliath of Gath now Goliath was a serious giant now have you noticed even though he was a serious giant why is it that he went to the sons of God Israel why did he begin to say why it's like they are wired they are wired to fight you that's where they find their satisfaction and if the enemy can raise that Goliath God has a David to raise he's got a son to raise in such a time like that such that when Goliath appears before the other sons and says, come here and I'm going to destroy each and every one of you. Listen, when you see Goliath, look at David. Goliath is telling David, come here, I'm going to crush you and feed you to the dogs. He is so ruthless. But David is, you come to me with a sword, spear and a javelin. I am raised of the Lord, Nabuela, Nabuela, I'm not going to allow, listen, a son has to rise up to forbid wickedness, David rose up not because someone said no guys we need someone he says who is this uncircumcised philistines that dare defies the name of the lord who is he how dare he i cannot permit this in my generation no 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 and you see sons rising up in each dispensation very necessary because if they don't rise up there's going to be problems sons need to rise up in times like this where if they want to bring a gay agenda in this nation someone will say no, no, which country which, which ca-? not my nation no, 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 no no. if they say everyone has human rights in that, ah, 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 ah. we know what rights are and what bondage is we refuse this somebody needs to be able to say no that's why At the end of the day, you as sons of God need to understand one truth. You will not be liked. If you are liked everywhere, you are a problem. It simply means you are a son everywhere in each kingdom. You can do a son, you can do a stepson. Or it simply means you are calling both God and Satan, Papa. You know, there are people who call everyone Papa. Everywhere they go, Papa, Papa, Papa. Papa. You can't, listen, that's why Jeremiah was not liked. Because he announced the judgment of the Lord. Then some prophets came out and said, Don't worry, the Lord is not judging the earth. Don't worry, He's not judging you. Nothing will happen. And people found comfort in a voice that is uttering falsehood, yet giving them comfort. And they said, this is God, when it was not. As a son, you will not be liked. Sometimes you post something when they tell you, hey, you are the one who holier yeah, than thou, be happy. If they call you holy and thou, then thou be happy, then you will know Don't manifest to and Yes. Amen and amen. But at the end of the day, sons should be raised to fight the agenda of Satan. It's a big assignment sense of God. It is more than just about you the rising of Joseph is important because in his rising he will require or God will require him to do certain things that will help Israel it's not about him raising a family it's not about his children no it's a big assignment because minus the involvement and the wisdom of Joseph then forget about the preservation of Israel in a famine Forget about it. If if David does not rise up, forget about Israel upholding the name of the Lord against its enemies. Forget. If Daniel doesn't rise up, forget about an intercessory ministry that will push Israel out of the captivity of Babylon forget isn't it very interesting that Israel there is a prophecy about Israel going to be under the captivity of Babylon and then there is a prophecy of them coming out People are thinking it's just normal, more, normal more slavery, and they are waking, they are waking, but they are still praying to the Lord. But they are under captivity. Now listen to this. By the time Daniel is praying for Israel, the Bible tells us he encounters a principality in his prayer. A principality known as the Prince of Persia, which is governing activities in a land. Such that when he's praying, another prince by the name of Michael, who we, who we love to describe as the angel of the church, de- begins to also fight. Just to show you that things that happen, whether cultural, habitual, what, are governed by princes. No, it's our culture culture introduced by a principality. You call it culture. But for him, for someone to come out, you need another spiritual power. That's why sons are important. Somebody say, I'm a son. Say it again, I'm a son. Yes. The Bible tells us of a man by the name of Goliath, whom... From his youth was described as a local champion. He's young. He grows up, I says this guy was a local champion from his youth. What does that mean? It simply means when Goliath grew to his full stature, he began to express a great kind of ability. Okay. Let me give it to you in a language that you understand. Goliath was a workforce. That's why no one could play with him. He was dangerous. He was a workforce. Now listen. If you want to destroy a workforce, then you just don't need to become a workforce. You need to become a better workforce. that's why certain processes are important that's why God will allow David to fight a lion that's why God will allow David to fight a bear because those are processes that will help him fight Goliath what I'm trying to say is that if a son is to carry the ministry of God you can't be you you can't be a mediocre give low level. No, you can't. You can't. You really can't. Amen and Amen. And the problem is that we are giving low level outputs and comforting ourselves in the scripture humble beginnings. When you're not in the beginning, we're in the end times. Amen and amen. It simply means for everyone who has a share in the work of ministry, you need to know if you are going to give, make sure what you are giving, God should be able to say this is good. It can't be low level standard. It has to be effective. Just weeks ago, I was sharing it with uh, a few leaders of mine, and I told them, do you know there is what is known as fruitless works? Where you can go to evangelize and win so And say, come, and no one comes. Fruitless. You know why? Because in your works, you were not effective. You just went to work. Listen, when you're telling someone receive Christ, you think Satan is quiet. You show the person all the kingdoms of the world and says, Ah, you can't go to church. Come on. Eh? We've got hunters, panthers, but uh, whatever animals. Eh? Yeah, whatever. Just drink that. Amen and amen. Your work has to be great. Sons must work. Somebody says sons must work. Yes, they must work. And you need to be mighty in your labor. Now, this is why you'll find very interesting things in the Bible. Look at a man by the name of Saul. Saul. Do you know what made So get to a place where he discovered who he was? The first thing that introduced So to have a, his life changed is that he first started laboring as a son. What do I mean when I say he first started laboring as a son? The Bible says he went to look for his father's donkeys. He was laboring as a son. So while working as a son, He was met by Samuel and said, ah you your level is changing he didn't catch that it's in laboring as a son that changed his life he was simply looking for the donkeys of his father what are you doing for your father in heaven and if you listen, if you can't Because the Bible tells us he went looking for the donkeys of his father and Samuel told him that I will tell you what you are looking for and what is in your heart. The only problem is that sometimes we've neglected the work of the father and we are looking for other things. We are looking for just things. I want this. I want this. I want success. I want that. You will meet a Samuel of the other kingdom it was dangerous glory to God so sons must work and that's why at the end of the day we do actually see from scripture that how you work will determine what kind of son you'll be identified as have you noticed that let's go John chapter 8 verse 37 quickly on a cruise John 8, verse 37. We'll go to up to 44. Now, Jesus was speaking to the Pharisees. Pharisees who were telling themselves, He said, We come from the Lord. We are sons, us. Now, you see, a son is, not, is known by his works. Listen, I'm, this is Jesus saying. I know that you are Abraham's descendants. I know, but you seek to kill me. This is Jesus. I know you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. Next verse. Jesus says, I speak what I have seen with my father and you do what you have seen with your father you don't do before you see but who do you see from your father come J2 how does he look Do you get the revelation? Okay. You do what you see. Then they answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. These are the Pharisees. They are answering Jesus and saying, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, If you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. It simply means you are not looking at Abraham. You are not. Next verse. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. Next verse. you do the deeds of your father then they said to him we were not born of fornication we have one father, God hey eh? Hey, these are Pharisees no we don't share I don't go to the club I'm okay I'm good and our father is God one fear okay jesus tell us this next verse jesus said to them if god were your father you would love me for i proceeded forth and came from god nor have i come of myself but he that sent me next verse why do you not understand my speech because you are not able to listen to my word. Next verse. <laughs> Finish them, Jesus. You, now he, he gives them a revelation of who their father is. You are of your father, the devil. And the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. Jesus is revealing to them that Satan was a murderer from the beginning. Why do you want to kill me? Oh, oh, it's your father. You learned it from your father. <laughs> Uh, you learned it from your father yet he is speaking to people who are identified as descendants of Abraham but in works are descending from Jauros amen and amen he says he is showing you Identification. He's showing you that through your works and through what you love, you will know them. Glory to God. What do you love? What are your works? Amen and amen. At the end of the day, you need to understand that how you labor in the vineyard of God. We will help you so greatly in the sense that we can't really separate our lives from ministry. I'm telling you, we can't. Last week I said, if we separate, if we, if we choose to just focus on ourselves, remember how Adam and Eve chose just to focus on ourselves, yet on themselves. Yet when Satan appeared, just by them eating, Satan appeared and said, now I have the kingdoms of the world. It simply means in their selfishness, They pushed Satan's kingdom. They didn't realize that. You can't separate yourself from the work of ministry. You can't. It's either you're pushing an agenda or another. This simply is just to show us if you work for God, it's not a loss. Your work for God has got serious capacities to push you in serious levels in your life. It has. We've had people, even in here, get jobs because they were trained to labor in a certain thing. Just because they were trained to labor in a certain thing. Serving God is, is, is really a priceless privilege But not only is it just priceless I want you to understand It has It's a blessing Quickly let me show you Mark chapter number 10 And verse 29 Mark chapter 10 and verse 29 <laughs> 29, 29, 29, 29. Listen, this is Jesus. Jesus is saying this. He's telling his disciples. So Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, There is no one who has left, who has left house, brothers, sisters, father, mother, wife, or children, or lands. For my sake, and the Gospels, uh-huh, he continues. <coughs> Who shall not receive a hundredfold? Hello? He's saying, I need you to understand that in the work of ministry, sometimes there's a place of sacrifice, sometimes there's a place of inconvenience. And that's fine. But he's saying there's no one who attends to this for the sake of my gospel and says, Who shall not receive a hundredfold now? Listen, people think rewards are only in heaven. You're wrong. Jesus pays even here on earth. It says, now, you had let go of something. But his, his reward for you is hundredfold. It says, you shall not receive a hundredfold now. Or shall you not receive a hundredfold now in this time? Then look at what he says. The person let go of father, mother, sister, brother. But this time he will get houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, lands with, but the, the last part, that's the one which you just need to be strong with, the problem it comes with what? Eh? Persecutions. <laughs> that's the only problem. It will come with persecutions. <laughs> Satanist. <laughs> How? From nowhere? <laughs> ah. hmm? Satanist. It will come with persecutions. But listen, this is not there to stir up a thirst of lust for you to work for God. This is already there to make you understand that the houses, brothers, mothers, sisters are all there to help you for the assignment. Not for you to make a name for yourself. Amen. It's dangerous to make a name for yourself, tell your neighbour. Because Jesus is making his name made known to the nations. That's why it's dangerous. So if and if Jesus is meant to be the ultimate name that is glorified in the nations, anyone that rises to make a name for himself is a certified antichrist. That's why the Bible says there will be false Christs that will come. Why? Because you are trying to replace the name that is meant to be glorified. Oh. Alright. Then it shows you that this hundredfold shall happen now and the last part it says and in the age to come. It simply means Jesus, for your work of ministry, Jesus pays you twice, here on earth and in heaven. Amen and Amen. It simply, this is to show us your involvement in the work of ministry is not in vain. The one who pays you at the end of the day is Jesus. One day, one day the Lord spoke to me and he taught me, I am not a cheap employer. It's not cheap. Because sometimes the things that you sacrifice for you think as if, hey, okay. Many other times, I actually had, a few years ago, I actually had an opportunity to be staying in the United Kingdom. had it some people can say hey it's a breakthrough <laughs> but the Lord said no no Say hey. yeah amen and amen quickly let's go for it now while i'm just trying to show you that doing the work of the father will get you to high levels of the blessing or even just levels of uh, influence like for example joseph remember he's in the prison cell and he's he's serving in the prison cell he's interpreting dreams he's he's communicating solution which he doesn't have He's in the prison cell and he's saying, you, you will come out. But for him, he doesn't know when you will come out. Can you imagine? And that's how some of you are. You only feel you can pray for someone who who, who maybe may be sick. Let's say if someone is sick, you only feel you can pray for them if you are healthy. If you've got a headache and someone tells you I've got a headache, you say, ah, I can't pray for you. That's the only thing. But we are saying Joseph is given a solution to a certain man with something that he actually doesn't even have himself. And because of that, he is he he is lifted to a place of honor. So the Bible says. And when he's lifted to a place of honor, what does he do? He helps the whole Israel. So there is a lifting that comes. After you serve. Okay? Catch this. There's a lifting that comes after you serve, but there are times a lifting comes before you serve. The, the lifting is there to put you in that place so that you can serve. Hello? This is the kind that Esther has. Esther is put in the palace for the sake of the Jews. you're just not going to find favor someone from nowhere will just like you i like you i like you yeah i like you what how special are you no you are going to the palace not because you are too, you are the most beautiful you are going to the palace for the sake of the Jews some of you will sit in government offices not to loot money that's that's where you're getting you're, you're missing it it's not so that you can invest fast fast for your family it's more good at my plot first, first. <laughs> you've secured the future. No. Ah no, 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 no. You are put there for a reason. God knows there's an Isaac connected to you. There's a chancer connected to you. There's a Kelvin connected to you. He knows there's a people that you are connected to beyond even your, your own family. That you will help one day. That need that help. Because he's put you there for a reason. So just because you get that breakthrough, don't just come and testify and say, hey, in the favor of the Lord, Kaya. Nothing a salary. Next day I got, uh, I, was, I, I was given a promotion. I don't know. Another promotion, another promotion, another promotion. It's not for yourself. Amen. It's not for yourself. That's why this is the wisdom we like saying. If me, if all of you are my children and you come home and I buy a new TV, when your friends come, what do you say? Look at our TV. Yes, my progress is your progress. That's why you shouldn't don't fight the progress of your father. Why should we hear it? <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. TV. <laughs> Mm. Seventy inch uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yes. Uh, amen and amen. Somebody say progress. Ah. Uh-huh. Now. So if seven will get you to a place and then you get to a place before you save have wisdom to understand that that position is for you to save and that's why if you ignore that position the counsel of Mordecai to Esther will work because it says if you don't do it God will raise deliverance from another place then you and your family will perish. It simply means if you remain in that position and you are not honoring God or not serving, you will not keep that position. You can't sustain. You can't. Amen and amen. It's one of the reasons we see if God tells Moses, go minister, save my people and Moses doesn't do it. God, we say, why? Then why should I keep you? I will raise another one. The work of ministry is so important, saints of God. But this is where now you need to understand. If you are Joseph and you have not yet seen your deliverance yet serve. Hello? I'm speaking to Joseph here, right? If you are Joseph and you have not yet seen your breakthrough, You are seeing someone you prophesied to going higher heights. If you've not yet seen yours, continue serving. Just continue. If you are Esther and you are appointed, not because of how you look or whatsoever, but you are appointed and found yourself in a position, then start serving. Because Imagine you are Esther, why should you take up Vashti's position, why? We have people now who are saying prayer points, Father I pray, whoever is taking my position in that, let them lose their job, separate them, why, why, for what, for what? Why are they losing their job? Make room for me, Father! Make room! Make room, oh Lord! Make room! Make room! You did it! I am digging the wells of my job! Shhh! If you are not ready for the work of ministry. Why? Because sons work. Children are kept. If you still want to be a child, let us keep you. You, you, you don't need a job. We don't, you don't need a job. Even how we keep you, will be dependent on on on, on 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 your level of responsibility. I can't send Joy 1000 TXN for what she'll do it with it. Amen and amen. But I'll buy her lollipop. I say, Here's a lollipop, smianga, sacsac. Yes. So as long as you don't want to be a son, we will be bringing lollipops. But as but if you are ready to be a son, know that I am in this place by divine mandate. May I push the agenda of God? I am ready. amen and amen. Quickly, why do people not do the work? I'll give you a few reasons Number one, self Self, personal desires Their personal desires are higher Than anything Anything else is not important So that's why people are not doing the work That's that's why people are not involved in the work of ministry Nothing matters more than self If some people have no problem I can work for God But when it comes to self When there is conflict Please don't play with me that's how they are. That's why you see a man by the name of Jonah. He had self, he had his his own opinions. He he, he is described as a prophet, but it's like he wants to be a prophet to a, a prophet to God or God to be his prophet. Because God descended him, go to Nineveh. And what is Jonah saying? He says, Ah. You said Nineveh left? Okay, right. He's got his own personal opinions. Now, look at Jonah 1 verse 1 to 3. Quickly. Jonah 1 verse 1 to 3. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of uh, Amittai saying, uh-huh, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. Verse 3. But Jonah arose to flee to Tashish, now listen, look at look at the description God gave him a what? A command and an assignment But the Bible is saying Jonah arose to flee from Tashish From the presence of the Lord Dis- Disobedience was described as leaving the presence of God Listen, listen, listen And he went down to Jota, Joppa And found a ship going to Tashish So he paid the fare And went down Into it to go with them to Stashish from the presence of the Lord. You can pay to leave God's presence. Imagine sponsoring yourself to leave God's presence. Hey, so scary. That's what self does, it's willing to leave the presence of God. Willing to leave the presence of God there are people who are willing to stop serving God because of certain personal desires they are willing to let their destiny go away because of a boy and many other personal desires hallelujah that's a dangerous place. You doing that is specifically pain to flee from the presence of God. But guess what? When you flee from the presence of God, anything that you occupy sinks. That's why he entered a boat, is sinking. In fact, nothing will keep you. The boat will refuse you. You enter into the water, the water will refuse you. You enter into the fish, the fish will refuse you. Everything rejects you. Because... You are too heavy Holding on to What are meant to be burdens of the Lord You are too heavy For the earth If water refuses you The boat refuses you You will be too heavy for the earth And it will also vomit you out And it's over What is another challenge That people have that causes them not to uh, participate in the work of ministry. Identity issues. There are certain people who struggle. There's a place where people just don't even know who they are. They don't understand their relevance. It's not necessarily because they are evil but they just don't understand their relevance. It's one of the reasons we invite you to participate or come to church so, that you, are, you are taught that you learn who you actually are. So, some people have identity issues. And at the end of the day, some of their skills, they misinterpret them. They pick up wrong signals. I'm like, ah, maybe this skill is for this, this, and that. Look at Moses. Moses already had it within him that this guy, that he hated slavery. Have you noticed Moses hated slavery even when he was in the house of Pharaoh? He didn't like it, such that that hatred for slavery was not meant to be expressed towards killing a soldier. It should have been expressed towards wanting Israel to come out of Egypt. So he just didn't pick it up properly. I hate this, I hate this. Killed a soldier. What am I trying to say? There are some of you, there are certain impulses that are there within your spirit there are certain there are certain graces that are already there but because you don't understand them you are misusing them a pastor from nowhere like a song has come that song was meant to be used in the church to the glory of God but where is it going you are using the <laughs> wrongly you are now in the world. So most of the people that you see in the world, they are so gifted. You are like, ish, really? Those people have got a, an identity crisis, and they think that's that's it. This is what I'm meant to do. No, those voices are meant to glorify God. Hallelujah. That's why at the end of the day you will notice that Jesus is using Peter who is a fisherman and he says these skills, with those skills that you already have, that's what I will use you to become a fisher of man God wants to use those, those skills, those acting skills, those dancing skills those skills of public speaking but you don't understand you think they are just for, for sure May the Lord give us clarity of our identity in Jesus' name. And obviously, the last thing why others don't do the work of ministry is simply because of circumstances. Sometimes things are difficult for people. Like for example, look at the, the, look at uh, Elijah. The guy is so overwhelmed. He was already a prophet, and he's so overwhelmed, and he just says, mm, "I know." He decides to run away and says, Father, oh dear Lord, kill me. But there is something you are supposed to understand even in tough times. That if you can hold on, the Bible says, count it all joy when you go through tough trials. It says, behold it like the way the Lord Jesus Christ did it. He counted it all joy because when he knew... You know why he went to the cross? He knew that when he was going to the cross, he knew that I'm doing this for Goyela. He knew that I'm doing this for Grace. He knew that when I say it is finished, ah, there'll be a serious harvest of souls. So, what should be your responses, saints of God, to the work of ministry? What should be your responses? Number one, get busy. Get busy. 1st Corinthians chapter number 15 verse 58 give me an NIV get busy 1st Corinthians 15 verse 58 give me an NIV therefore my dear brothers stand firm let nothing move you always give yourselves fully to the work of the lord because you know that your labor in the lord is not in vain just give yourself to the work of the lord get busy Let like get yourself busy in god's vineyard if you want a starting place start from your local church that's why the Bible says you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem Samaria and to the ends of the earth start from your local church be busy there have you noticed it's easy to miss church when you don't serve hello who wants to testify it's easy to miss church when you don't serve because you're not busy for the Lord do you know why you see me every Sunday (laughs) oh yeah you're sharp It's because I preach every Sunday. Amen and amen. Yes. When you find yourself getting busy for the work of the Lord, you will push His agenda, but not only just push His agenda, you must understand that your labor is not in vain. God will respond to it. Busy? Why should you get busy? Because Jesus said the harvest is plenty. There's a lot of work, but the laborers are few. He says the harvest is plenty. Sometimes we're perceiving the harvest to be very small, yet it is plenty. There's a lot of work, a lot of it. Number two, prioritize the work. This is your. This is how you should respond to the work of ministry. Prioritize the work. Matthew six says, but seek what? seek first the kingdom of God. Sometimes the work of God suffers because we've not learned to prioritize. We have laborers in the vineyard of God but they only work for God when it conveniences them. They can't cancel things for God. No, we need to go to show grounds. ha. Oh. Anyway, can't well. Prioritize the work. I remember you guys actually don't know. <coughs> not too far uh, uh, long. I I was scheduled. That should have been a, a Saturday. I went to I, I went for a checkup for my my, my teeth, and uh, the, the the dentist was like, hmm, "Sir, we need to remove one." Alright, we need to remove one Because I had this discomfort I know when you have you, There's a certain place where you can have discomfort Because of natural Circumstances, not because it's spiritual Amen and Amen Yes uh, So I had this discomfort in my tooth And eesh, I said anyway I'm not going to ignore it And I don't want it to get To a very serious place Where it, it affects me So I went on Saturday and they told me, okay, you come. We're going to schedule an appointment for you and uh, you are going to extract your tooth. So my appointment for extracting my tooth was on Sunday. It was on Sunday. Because if they asked me to extract it on Saturday, I was not going to talk for maybe one or two days. (laughs) It was gonna be difficult, but it was on Sunday. So I said, no problem, I'm going, to come. I'm going to come the next day on Sunday And I'll do it after church I'll clear my schedules After Sunday service, I'm about to go For that appointment To extract my tooth Suddenly, about, I don't know where people came from Made appointments with me, last minute Pastor, we want to see you, sorry, we are sorry I said, ah, the app stopped working. No, but uh, we want, we need to see you. And I said, Eesh. you know what I did? I said, fine. The needs of the people. Praise be to God. But next time use the app. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> I began to minister to people and I left this place way after 17 hours. Some of you don't know, I'm usually one of the last people to live here. I left this place way after 17 hours. But what's strange is that after my last appointment, my tooth problem stopped. Like, it's now m- months. I've not even gone for a checkup. It stopped. And I did understand also that's what God does when you prioritize His work. Amen and amen. And if you can learn to prioritize God's work, it's a serious advantage to you, saints of God. Number three, don't lack in zeal, have zeal. Take things personal. Listen, if you can't take the work of God personal, then it won't move. Have personal objectives. Like, mm mm-mm, me I'm not happy. When you see certain things, like Nehemiah, he shouldn't be... Listen, the temple is built, which was good. Abena Zerubbabel, they built the temple. But Nehemiah is not happy that there are no wars. Yes, let's be happy in our progresses. But let's have burdens over things we don't have yet have burdens over sores have burdens how is the attendance today have burdens okay how is the offering you need to you have to take it personal very very personal you know I take it very very personal even just to share the word of God with you I can't spend a minute I can't spend less than three hours to prepare a sermon for you I can't Sometimes I can spend eight hours straight I'm preparing a sermon But I'm also praying Why? Because I know when I'm speaking I have to be speaking to individual lives That's why at the end of the day You say, hey, pastor was speaking to me Pastor was speaking to me It was a labor Hallelujah In the same way, don't be lacking in zeal That's what Romans 12 verse 11 says Don't let your zeal die Die no, I'm not in the mood. What will you be in the mood for? Let's go and pray. Ah. And then, come on. Remember the Bible says, do not neglect meeting together, but it didn't end there. It says, do this even more when you see the day of the Lord approaching. It simply means church programs should increase. What? I'm going to Why? yet it's because you don't have zeal never be lacking in zeal but keep your spiritual favor serving the Lord number four grow I can say much about this but you know that growth is important especially to be used of God do you have a message translation? Give me Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14 in message, message translation. In short, don't be on the same level. We need you to advance. We listen. In short, when the church is growing, we need department heads from you. We need deacons from you. We need pastors from you. Hallelujah. You have to grow. Look at no prolonged emphasis among us, please. <laughs> Hello. abena <laughs> Step at a time. Relax. We don't. Okay, fine. Yes. Yeah, step at a time is okay. But there are certain steps that are worrying. Iwa Ah, one hey i've made one now by the time you reach there hmm, so the bible says no prolonged emphasis amongst us please grow we can't we yes fine we've understood today you may miss midnight but Every week, every week, it's the same day in, day out. After crossover, you still don't do midnight. I can even tell sometimes some leaders get frustrated. They invite people, let's go and evangelize. But because the, the one who's in charge of evangelism knows he has to give a report, he comes alone. He comes, pa. And you call him, uh, how are things that... Uh, Daddy, they've all refused. <laughs> Daddy, what do I do? <laughs> when someone is supposed to be in blood, come we evangelize. I will not be there. Hmm? Now some of you are so used now, you've become numb to the rebuke of the Lord. Such that when you are rebuked For not doing something good You just say, my apologies Sincere apologies You are not sincere in those apologies Even You think God wants apologies What will he do with apologies? Hmm? The The work of God will suffer Do you see why someone was saying My apologies, let me go and bury themselves And Jesus answered, let the dead bury themselves Amen. So please, no prolonged emphasis. We need to grow. Amen and amen. We want, the other week, we we're ordaining deacons. Ah, nice, nice. So that those others who are new, they can also be calling them deep, 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 deep. Some of you will tell you our future deacon. You're like, "Hey, pastor, not me." Uh, then who? <laughs> then who? <laughs> Again, I should become your deacon. <laughs> not me. Even me, I want to become a bishop. <laughs> who is an overseer? Yes, I have to move. Hey, branches. We also need branches. Ah. Glory to God! But if you are refusing, you are refusing just to join Asha's. Not even being a leader just join Asha's department. Yeah, I, I'm not ready. <sighs> You're not ready. No, 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 no. You have to make yourself relevant in the house of the Lord. I'm telling you, you have to grow in the house. There is no, there is no sitting. There is no sitting. Amen and amen. I was doing deliverance of a young boy who was like this, about six years old. I'm praying for him. He's after he manifests, I start interviewing him, and he tells me how at six years old he's killed more than hundred people. I'm not telling you a story. I'm telling you someone I delivered. I said, how did you start? No, we 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 even started having trainings at the cemetery. He would go, six years. You are going to the cemetery then you saving? I'm not ready what could you want? if it's that we'll just pray for you cocoa melon so that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 Sunday school go uh, Sunday school huh? even Sunday school have times in church where they are saving. They sing memory verses and do whatsoever. They do it. But... uh, You know... Let me finish, let me finish. Number five, be loyal. I've got one more. (laughs) Number five, be loyal. Learn to be loyal. Listen. The test of loyalty is when you have options. When you don't have options, then you can't say, I'm loyal. You need to have options. It simply means that day when you want to come to church, someone should invite you for a party. And you have to choose. Yes. If there is no party, it's the reason you are coming. And you say it's a lawyer. No. Your test is when you have options. Loyal your heart go L R C to the core. (laughs) Nah, nah, nah nah nah. You need to have options. Loyal to the vision. Loyal to the work. Amen and amen. When I'm talking about loyalty, I'm even talking about even in your own departments. If you want to know I am a loyal usher or a loyal press team member. First Yambanana. Then you will know you are loyal. Let someone vex your spirit. Then you will say i am still an usher or I'm still a president member. Because you have the option to stay or what? Or leave. Then you will know you are loyal. Yes. <laughs> if you want to know you are loyal loyal to the visionary, receive fire first from him. Not just fire, consuming fire. i <laughs> you sure that people can testify they are loyal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when don after a child receive fire, I'm no, little, no. Just a noted shape. When you know you are loyal. Glory to God. Yes. So be loyal. The Bible tells us that a certain process with Moses and God was disturbed because people were not loyal. Exodus chapter number 32 verse 7. We will, will not go there, but you can take note of it. God was with Moses on the mountain and they are having nice time, fellowship, He's downloading. Who knows? The, who knows? Perhaps Moses would have written more things that he would have seen. But while he's doing that, the Bible tells us the people who are down, they started making idols. They they lost their loyalty because Moses left. There are some people who are only holy in the presence of the pastor. Oh oh, yes so while moses is having his time the lord said in jesus name we pray amen go down the people have disowned me god told moses seluca go down the people have become disloyal don't don't let leaders and pastors come down to those levels of disloyalty pastor should not see visions that no one is doing set up and he comes to do it himself. Hallelujah. Yeah, some of us we sit comfortably and break chairs but we don't know who puts them. Uh, uh, But we don't know who puts them. Amen and Amen Loyalty to the work And the vision is important That's why the Bible shows us That there should be a place Where a shepherd Can leave the 99 And he knows He will still find them The loyal 99 The shepherd is not there But listen And there are many times I do that you will not see me during sale. You will see me on Sundays. Yes. Sunday, sometimes I'll deliberately, like today, come late. But I know what's happening. I know the time service starts. I know who's leading. I know who's doing this. I know who's busy moving around. Huh? <laughs> oh my goodness. Amen and amen. Okay, let me end with my last point. The last thing. Apart from being loyal, live well. One of the blessings many of us want on this earth is to live long. But there's a greater blessing beyond living long. It's living well. Hello? You don't necessarily have to have 100 years. I know we used to tell each other that sometimes you lie to your boyfriend that you live together for 100 years or whatsoever. But that's fine. But a greater reality is living well. It simply means, listen, I want you to understand that none of us controls the number of days we have here. None of us. Not me. Not you. Listen, covering does not control your length of life. It doesn't. It simply means we all have an assignment here on earth but it is in a specific time frame. Listen, I'm not trying to be a prophet of doom or anything. Some of you 40 are gone. God forbid. (laughs) Yes. Yes. As 50 they are gone their assignment is done there are people like uh, uh, the, the different uh, people that we see Archbishop Benson Itahosa a serious father in, in in Africa he died in his 50s that was his time frame Jesus died at 33 he started at 30 he died at 33 you wanted to keep him an ancestor in the generation <laughs> our hundred old Jesus <laughs> no uh, 2000 years ago he is still here today no he had to go he did his work within three years poor when his time was up he had to go but what matters at the end of the day is what are you doing now till your last breath the problem is you all don't know when your last breath is would you be happy if your last breath was today and what you've done between now and 15 hours is just that that's why at the end of the day live well and living well will only be in christ Jesus. Fulfilling His purpose. When we are ministering, we we know. How many of you notice? For the past months, I've been teaching on the last days. Somehow, I'm just thinking, "Why the last days? Why the last days?" My heart races sometimes. Guys, why the last days? Why the last days? You are seeing now young people arising, doing wonders. matters how well you live. And if I can encourage you not to be careless about this, please live well. And if we live well, ensure you live it to the glory of God. Otherwise, do your share in the work of ministry. Let's rise to our feet. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.